This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, no, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Wednesday, July the 20th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you everything in the world of professional wrestling. We cover the news of all the major promotions from WWE to AEW to New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Ring of Honor, and so many more. This podcast is available anywhere podcasts are made available, and it is absolutely free. Once again, Headlines is your daily podcast, so you can be up to date with all the trending headlines in the world of wrestling without having to interfere with your day. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get right to the headlines. From eWrestling News, Seth Rollins apologizes for losing it with fans at his academy. WWE superstar Seth Rollins is feeling remorseful after an accident at his Black and Brave Wrestling Academy. Rollins runs the academy named after his pre-WWE moniker Tyler Black. Now on Twitter, Rollins said that some fans came by the academy just to meet him, but he was in the middle of a workout at that time. Now, Rollins said that he was very harsh to the fans and now he regrets how he acted. The former WWE Universal Champion also offered the fans an invitation so that he can actually apologize in person to them. He would go on to say this and I quote, A couple of young cats saw my wife and I training in the back of the brick and mortar and stopped by to say hello. Unfortunately, I was right in the middle of a long workout. I was very harsh and abrupt in my candor. For that, I apologize. There's no excuse for that. If either of you folks want to, I would love to apologize to you as well. 
Please come back another time. I would love to apologize in person. That open invite is all inclusive too. Feel free to pop by the school. If I happen to be there, just please be conscious of what's going around. Don't be deterred, but if I'm teaching a class or deep in a sweat game, I'll take a few extra minutes and I promise I will make it focus to take a pic and a quick chat. With more information on Seth Rollins, continue to follow Thomas Lawson, who has this story trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. Amanda Huber is making news today. Amanda Huber doesn't believe AEW has exploited Brody Lee Jr. Now, Amanda Huber, the widow of the late Brody Lee, recently spoke with Men's Health Magazine to discuss AEW using her son, Brody Lee Jr., on television. Now, additionally, she went on to explain that she does not feel that Brody Lee Jr. has been exploited by the company and so many more things she touched upon. Now, on making sure Brody focuses on his grades, Amanda would go on to say, and I quote, I know he wants to be a wrestler. I fully support that. But if he changes his mind, I don't want him to be stuck. Now, on those who claim that AEW is exploiting her child, she would go on to say, that's not it either. AEW handled the situation with great grace and such kindness that I personally don't feel they've exploited him or even taken advantage of us. Everything's always felt to me that it's been done with nothing but love. I think people are skeptical and pessimistic and assume that it's a lot more sinister than what it really is. Now, on Brody getting access to his royalties and merchandise sales when he turns 18, Amanda would go on to say again, everybody would have a different way of handling this. I'm doing my best, but I'm trying. If you'd like to find out more about what Amanda had to say about the late Brody Lee and the way AEW is using her son, continue on over to E-Wrestling News as there will be more information. Kevin Ash is making news today. Ryan Clark is writing in. Kevin Ash reveals how much Scott Hall's passing messed him up and how he feels today. Now, during the latest edition of the Click Podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Kevin Nash commented on WWE's original pitch to have him pay tribute to Scott Hall and why he couldn't take part in it. This is what he had to say, and to quote, They, WWE, wanted to do some things. I just told them, I said, man, you guys can do whatever you want to do. There was talk about doing a hologram thing with Scott and some other things. I said, you guys can do whatever you want to do. I'm not. I said, I'm not ready to do anything. I'm not going to say anything negative about anybody, and everyone wants to do something for him. I said, I'm just not ready. I didn't leave my house. I didn't go on the road. I didn't shift for a while. It really messed me up. For more information on Kevin Nash and his sentiments about the passing of his late friend Scott Hall, Ryan Clark has this article trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. Brian Pillman Jr. is making news today. Brian Pillman Jr. reveals his feelings on heels using his face family in their promos. Now, many wrestling fans know that sometimes life imitates art and art imitates life. Now, in the world of professional wrestling, sometimes those lines are very blurred. Now, during a recent appearance on the Universal Wrestling Podcast, AEW star Brian Pillman Jr. commented on several heels in the pro wrestling business, making reference to his family during their promos. Of course, both MJF and Christian Cage have referenced his deceased parents as heel heat, Jr. has said. He also went on to say the following. At some point, something has to give. At least I've got to come out there and be able to say how I feel. I'm not worried about utilizing it because I've utilized my family storyline before today. It's just kind of part of the job, part of the value I think I bring to the organization and being able to tell those deep stories. I would be a 
hypocrite to say that these guys shouldn't be doing these things or taking advantage of it. I've allowed them to take advantage of these benefits as well. I'm all about the show must go on and we're telling a cool story. At some point, I'd like to tell my side of the story and take out my frustrations based on everything that's been happening to me. A lot of heels have taken a hiss on me and all different kinds of stuff about the few opportunities that have come by way and sometimes I've just gotten my ass kicked. But I think it's something on the horizon that people just need to stay tuned to. A lot of times when you're a baby face, you're out there to support the show and get people over. Maybe I can have a change of heart and maybe I can end up having a big turn. Then I can showcase my aggression that I've built up over time and at that point it will be my time to shine. For more information on what Brian Pillman Jr. had to say about wrestling using his late parents and storylines, continue following eWrestling News and more information will follow. Montez Ford is making headlines today. Monte Ford is not ready to shift his focus into a singles career right now. Andrew Ravens is writing at this hour, there have been reports that WWE officials think it's time for Montez Ford to break up and become a single star. Now the Street Profits will challenge the Usos, Jimmy and Jay for the undisputed WWE tag team titles at SummerSlam this coming Saturday. While promoting the match, Ford was interviewed by Sports Illustrated this week in a wrestling column when he asked about would he break up the tag team and decide to go into a singles direction. He had the following to say, the difference between singles wrestling and being part of a tag team is that all the attention is on you. I'm not ready to shift my focus on that yet. There is still a lot left for me to do with Dawkins. SummerSlam is a huge opportunity and we want to make that night special. For more information on Montez Ford and what his next steps are going to be in the world of tag team wrestling with his tag team partner, continue following eWrestling News and there will be more information. Wardlow is making headlines today. Wardlow reveals his goals as TNT champion and wanting to bring back the open challenge. Ryan Clark's writing in at this hour. AEW star Wardlow recently spoke to Telegram and Gazette to discuss bringing back the open challenge for the AEW TNT championship, being able to have so many different power bombs, his entrance, and so many more. Now, on working to become a really good wrestler. Everything I've done has been able to prepare myself for professional wrestling and to make myself a better professional wrestler. Taking up jiu-jitsu and boxing, it was all for my bettering of my conditioning, and it truly legitimized myself. Now, being able to hit so many power bombs, he goes, my back is pretty large and pretty strong, so I guess all of my years in the gym have pre prepared me to do power bombs to anyone. Before matches, I will go and stretch a little bit and I'll get warmed up. There's a little routine that I go through before each and every match. Now his goal as being the TNT champion, that's actually my number one priority right now. I want to bring back the open challenge. I'm not sure if that's what we're going to do, but I definitely would like to bring it back. Right now I have the original design of the belt, which I love, and I don't have any plans to actually customize it. If they give me an opportunity, maybe I will, but I love this original look. For more information on Wardlow and what his goals are with the TNT championship, Ryan Clark has this article trending right now over on eWrestling News. MLW's Alex Hammerstone is making news today. Alex Hammerstone says he didn't think he'd continue wrestling following his WWE tryout. Ryan Clark's writing into this hour, during a recent appearance on Rene Dupree's Café de Rene podcast, MLW World Heavyweight Champion Alex Hammerstone commented on getting a WWE tryout and feeling that he would be done with wrestling if he didn't get signed. Now, additionally, Hammerstone commented on his MLW run and so many more. Here are some of the highlights as far as getting his tryout with WWE. I had a tryout with WWE and it was all green lights. Everything was a go. You're our next guy. Let's get the process going. Then a couple of weeks basically went by and I was supposed to move to Florida. I was called and they're like, oh no, we hired too many other people. Never mind. And it was like, to them, it was just another phone call. But to me at the time, it was like my whole world had been shattered. And that kind of put me in a spot that 
I didn't know what I was going to do. Maybe I'm done with all of this, I thought. I've been doing this for a decade and I'm still struggling to pay my bills, you know? I was driving a car with no AC living in Arizona. I was kind of over it. Now, on eventually going to MLW, he had this to say. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just try some out some new stuff in some new places and see if I can get some buzz. Well, no. It doesn't work, then you know what? Maybe it ruined my career. Maybe it didn't. I don't really care because I got my foot in the door. Then, in a couple of months, MLW finally got back in touch with me and they said, hey, we want to book you for a few dates. What is your rate? Kind of a feeler question. Next thing I know, they sent me a contract. We were like, hey, you want to sign and you want to get started? We have all these plans for you. I went zero to 100 super quick. I was like, okay, let's do it. And then I was the man. The first contact we had, in the first contract that I signed was entry level. Now, I'm not going to get rich or anything like that, but it had reached its full length. Then they were offering me to renegotiate a new deal to extend it, to increase my money and extend my time. They've done that a couple of times now, and I've been very well taken care of at this point. They're always just having a plan for me, and they always do all these little things. They're always putting out new merchandise for me. They're helping me get into the door with Noah and all different things like that. So it's been a really good place for me to work. If you'd like to find out more of what's going on with Alex Hammerstone. Continue following E-Wrestling News and Ryan Clark has more information on that. AEW star Brian Danielson is making news today. Andrew Ravens is writing at this hour. Brian Danielson teases potential AEW matches that he would like to have once he's officially cleared from injury and returns. Brian Danielson has been out of action for the last two months due to an unknown injury, but it's believed to be concussion related. Now there was speculation that a match between Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. would be booked for AEW New Japan Forbidden Door pay-per-view last month, but that unfortunately didn't happen. Danielson wasn't cleared in time, so the promotion used Claudio Castanoli in his role. Now, Danielson has now teased wrestling Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston after the two stars met in a barbed wire match on tonight's AEW Dynamite. With more information on what the future plans are for Brian Danielson, continue following Andrew Ravens and E-Wrestling News. WWE is making news today. WWE SummerSlam is now listed as being a TV-14 rating on Peacock. As previously reported, there are plans for WWE to become a TV-14 rated show in the future. Based upon the internal USA Network memo, it was originally believed that the change would start on the July 18th episode of Raw. However, an exact start date has not yet been confirmed. But WWE SummerSlam is currently listed as TV-14 on Peacock, according to Andrew Zarian, who spoke and broke the news of it on Twitter. For more information, continue following Andrew Ravens and E-Wrestling News as they will give you the latest on when the deadline will officially take effect with WWE in TV-14 on Monday nights. Chelsea Green is making news right now. Thomas Lawson's writing at E-Wrestling News. Chelsea Green accuses WWE of stealing her NXT 2.0 gimmick. Impact Wrestling star Chelsea Green said that the new Axum character has been pitched years ago by Diana Peranza. The statistics bakes Axiom, the new character of for a kid, was to debut on NXT 2.0 this week, defeating Dante Chen. Now on Twitter, Green said that Peraza pitched the idea during the latter time in NXT, with Peraza playing that role all the way back in 2018. For more information on this and what more Chelsea Green may do, continue following Thomas Lawson and E-Wrestling News as they will give you more. WWE NXT stars are making headlines lines right now. Thomas Lawson's writing in WWE NXT 2.0 star says Vince McMahon dictates his future. What does that mean? 
WWE NXT 2.0 star Quinn said that the fate of his career with the company rests in the hands of Vince McMahon. Quinn joined WWE in 2017 after a successful eight-year career with Australia's national rugby team playing over 100 games. Now, speaking in a recent interview with the Sporting News, Quinn spoke about his future and the role Vince McMahon will play in it despite the billionaire's ongoing investigations. He would say this, All of it comes down to Vince McMahon. If he likes you and he sees what he sees in you, you'll get the gig. If not, well, it might not work out. All the coaches, all the teachers, all the producers, everybody in the back. It just takes everything to take into account. That's this whole place is about. It's a journey. And at the moment, I am excited about what my journey may be. Now, McMahon, as we know, stepped down as CEO and chairman of the company late last month during allegations of sexual relationships with employees. In his place, Stephanie McMahon is filling in as the CEO and chairwoman on an interim basis. For more information on Vince McMahon and WWE, continue following eWrestling News as more information is forthcoming. Let's talk a little AEW Dynamite. Andrew Ravens is writing in this hour. AEW announces new segment for tonight's Dynamite. AEW President Tony Khan has confirmed a new segment for tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite on Twitter. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland will celebrate their AEW World Tag Team Championship victory from last week when they beat the Young Bucks and Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. He went ahead and put this on Twitter. Tonight on Wednesday night, Dynamite on TBS, it will be a historic night. Fighter Fest will celebrate the new World Tag Team Champions of Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. Swerve in our glory. Join us tonight at 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Central Time for Dynamite, which will air on the TBS network. Cody Rhodes confirms that he is working with a documentary about his return to the ring. Now, as many people know, Cody Rhodes suffered a very devastating injury to his pectoral muscle that was ripped literally off the bone. The documentary about Cody Rhodes' return to WWE has changed quite a bit due to his injury. Rhodes worked two months for WWE after returning at WrestleMania 38 before being sidelined with a torn pectoral muscle. In an interview with Boston Open Radio, Rhodes confirmed that WWE has been filming material with him for a documentary that's down the line. This is what he said. Little spoiler, for the past year, I don't know if it was a year really, but since WrestleMania, WWE has been working on a documentary on me potentially for Peacock. They've been filming this documentary, and with my situation with my pec exploding, the documentary changed greatly. Now, the, the original time frame for the injury is still six to nine months. You can keep up with the wrestling news on eWrestling News, and they will have more with Andrew Ravens here on eWrestling News. Chris Jericho is making news today. Chris Jericho talks about why China was tough to work with. Brandon Ewing is writing in at this hour. During a recent appearance on the True Gordon podcast, AEW star Chris Jericho commented on why the late Joni Lauer, also known as China, was tough to work with during her tenure in WWE. Now, Jericho would go on to say this, and I quote, she was really stiff too, which means she worked very strong. I'm not taking any shots at her, I'm just telling the truth. So when we worked together, it was a solid fight in a lot of ways. I remember one time she got a little bit of a black eye from me and you would have thought that I cut her arm off with a chainsaw like so I got in so much trouble but the thing is I didn't even do it on purpose if you'd like to find out more about what Chris Jericho had to say about working with China continue following Brandon Ewing and e-wrestling news as more information will follow AEW tag team FTR is making news today FTR says the Motor City Machine Guns and the Usos are his dream are their dream opponents now during a recent appearance on Battleground 
podcast, FDR commented on why they believe the Motor City Machine Guns, who are in with Impact Wrestling, and the Usos in WWE are dream opponents. Now, Cash Wheeler on who'd they like to face if Tony Khan gave them a blank check. We have checked off almost every team, I think, that is going full-time right now. The Motor City Machine Guns of Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin, they're at the top of my list. I love to make that happen somehow one day. That's what we want to do right now. We want to try to find ways where we can figure out matches and make them happen. If we can pull them off, that's high on our list. I don't know what the real boundaries are right now with Josh Alexander and Ethan Page, but if they were to reunite at some point, you know what, for one night, I would love to add them to the list as well. Now, on Dax Hardwood, on his dream matches, he said in a quote, If Tony Khan comes to me with a blank check, I'm taking off and running. It's very important for us to face the Briscoes because we want to be the tag team in history at the same caliber. We faced DIY, American Alpha, The New Days, The Usos, The Hardys, The Rock and Roll Express, The Young Bucks, Santana and Ortiz. You know what? We faced a lot of people. The amount of caliber of teams, that guys that we have gone down the road with, they're some of the greatest teams of all time. Now, obviously, the Motor City Machine Guns are the top of that list. Now, if we have that match, it's going to be on a big stage. If I had a blank check on one team right now, I guess it would have to be the Usos. They have two sets of tag belts. We have three sets of tag belts right now. And you know what? We're all firing on all cylinders right now. If we were able to get that going, it would be a great match and it would be a goal. Blank check. I wouldn't mind Brian Danielson and Claudio Castanoli in a tag match. I'd love to have Brian and Claudio and Mox against me, Cash, and CM Punk. For more information on what Dax Hardwood had to say, continue following Brandon Ewing on e-wrestling news as they will have more. Medusa, former WWE star and WCW star, is making headlines. Medusa reacts to Jade Cora's promo and saying, Cora is money. WWE NXT 2.0 star Cora Jade threw her NXT 2.0 women's tag team title in the trash during a promo explaining her heel turn on Roxanne Perez. Now, of course, it's similar to what Medusa had done on an episode of Nitro back in 95 when she departed WWE and she proceeded to throw the women's WWE championship in the trash can. Now, Medusa commented on Cora's promo on Twitter saying, great promo, hashtag Cora is money. For more information on the NXT superstar and the feelings that she has on the future of women's wrestling in NXT, continue following eWrestling News as there will be more. Wheeler Yuta is making news today. Wheeler Yuta discusses which match with Daniel Garcia at Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor, and how that feels. During a recent appearance on Under the Ring podcast, Ring of Honor Pure Champion Wheeler Yuta commented on his upcoming match with Daniel Garcia at Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view. Now, Wheeler Yuta on the match with Daniel Garcia. I think it's going to be a very fun one. Daniel Garcia and I have wrestled in singles matches one time before. It was on the Independence. We went for an hour-long draw, so I really think this could be a lot of fun, and it could show off our talents and what we are able to do especially after what we showed in Blood and Guts. We've got the violent physical brawls, and that's not to say that we can't get violent and physical as well, but sometimes we stay strict within the rules that we like to wrestle in. We like to be the best professional wrestlers we are, so we're very excited about having this upcoming match. I think it'll be a different challenge, though. I think some of AEW fans may haven't seen a Ring of Honor pure match in a very long time, if ever, and I think it'll bring something different to the table. I'm so excited about the opportunity. If you'd like to find out more about what Wheeler Yuta had to say about his upcoming match with Daniel Garcia for the Pure Championship. Brandon Ewing has this trending right now over on eWrestling News. If you're enjoying this podcast, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that gives you everything that you need to know 
in the world of professional wrestling. Headlines is your one-stop shop, so you don't have to go anywhere else. You don't have to worry about scrolling on your phone or going on the web, your laptop. Just go ahead and download the podcast. We will give you everything you need to know so you can get back to your day. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get back to the headlines. David Esposito is writing in at this hour. Booker T thinks that Sasha and Naomi prioritize their friendship over business when they walked out of WWE. Booker T recently shared his thoughts on Sasha Banks and Naomi walking out of WWE. Now, Booker T believes that the duo made a big mistake by choosing friendship over business when they forfeited their tag team titles and walked out of Raw back in May. Banks and Naomi are currently indefinitely suspended from the company, and as of this writing, neither woman appears on the internal WWE roster sheets. On the latest edition of the Hall of Fame podcast, Booker T talked about how the walkout was really a bad business move, and here's what he had to say. I ain't thinking about friendship. I ain't thinking about buddies. I ain't thinking about walking out with nobody on the roster, okay? That's just the way it is, and it's simple. Looking at it this way, I looked at it, I worked for 31 plus year career. It's a job, man. It's not always about friendship. Now, on looking out for yourself in the business, Booker T had this to say. How am I going to take care of my family at the end of the day? It's simple, because you just said it a second ago. Sasha, $30,000 in Naomi. That's what she wants for appearances. She's not on that show. That's my point. You better look out for yourself. I can name my friends on two hands of this business, and the most of them aren't even wrestlers. It's going to be the camera guy, the referee. You know what I mean? A couple of the wrestlers, but very few and far between that I have good friends in this business. Right now, Sasha Banks is asking for $30,000 for personal appearances, and many believe she may get that, but there is a growing contingent of people who believe she won't get that because she's no longer associated with WWE. For more information on this, continue following David Esposito as he will have more information on this trending over on eWrestling News. Once again, if you're enjoying this podcast, remember, go ahead and share it on social media as well. We're trying to grow our audience and we would love to have more people listening to our podcast. It is a one-stop shop podcast that gives you everything you need to know about pro wrestling. The only show. We also have the Front Row Material brand, which is an interview-based show where we interview stars from the past and legends of today. We also have Overbooked, which is a club show where we read a book chapter by chapter and chronicle some of the most amazing stories of people in the world of pro wrestling. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump over to our friends over at Wrestling Inc. Dominic D'Angelo is writing in at this hour. How did NXT ratings hold up against the Major League All-Star Game? Most recent episode of NXT didn't quite hit a home run against the Major League All-Star Game, but the show still did okay with total viewership. WrestleNomics released the viewership information for Tuesday's NXT 2.0, and the program found itself averaging about 588,000 viewers. Now, that's a 1% increase from what last week was, so an uptick is always good. NXT did struggle in the key demos, however, the episode received 170,000 viewers on an average of the 18 to 49 demo, a 7% decrease from last week's number of 183,000, giving them a 0.13 in the 18 to 49. Now, according to Showbuzz Daily, NXT came in at number 14 in the cable ratings for 18 to 49 and ranked number 30 overall in the key demos for broadcast primetime television. Major League Baseball had a huge audience for its All-Star Game on Fox, and it came in with a 1.55 rating, knocking a America's Got Talent out of its first place spot on Tuesday nights. Now, for more information on all the logistics, Dominic D'Angelo has all this information trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Olivia.
Olivia Quintevlin is writing in at this hour. Riddle provides an update on WWE Star's injury. Riddle has provided the WWE Universe on an update on his best friend Randy Orton. During an Instagram stream, Riddle said that Orton is still recovering from his injuries. According to Riddle, the Apex Predator has been in high spirits and is doing well. He said in a quote, Hopefully he'll come back sooner than later, Riddle said. I can't give more of an update because I'm not a doctor and I don't have to be one. Now, Orton has been dealing with a back injury since the end of May, suffered during his tag team unification match with Riddle and the Usos. The extent nature of his injury is still unknown, but it's thought that it will keep him out for the remainder of the 2022 calendar year. The original bro also discussed what his relationship with Orton was like behind the scenes. He said that he learned a lot from the Viper, who also mentored him back out in his early days immensely. He would go on to say this, the biggest thing I can do is watch and pick his brain and see what he does and why he does it, Riddle said. The best way to do is just watch what he does, and that's what I like to do. For more information on Matt Riddle and on the Viper Randy Orton, Olivia Quinblin has more trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter is writing in at this hour about Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb reveals a concession WWE made for her before coaching. It's hard to believe that Serena Deeb went from being an inactive as a wrestler for several years ago now being one of the biggest challengers right now in women's wrestling. She'll soon be challenging Mercedes Martinez for the Ring of Honor World Championship at Death Before Dishonor. But those are the facts of the case. Deeb wrestled only four matches between 2015 and 2020, largely due to her working in WWE as a coach for over two years. Now, during an appearance on Busted Open Radio, Deeb revealed that when WWE hired her, it was with the concession that her in-ring days would remain behind her and she would focus on just being a trainer. She would go on to say in a quote, I was 30 when they hired me as a coach, Deeb said. I'd taken a couple of years off of wrestling to do my yoga. My body felt great. I remember having a conversation with one of the bosses down there, and they just straight up said, To accept this job, you need to be at peace that your days in the ring are gone. She would also go on to say, It was really tough for me because I was in such a great opportunity. I love helping people. I still love coaching. I love doing all the seminars and that stuff. But the entire time I was coaching, I'm watching these girls, and I want to be in there with them. I thought to myself, I'm not done. I've always felt there was unfinished business. For more information on exactly what Serena Deeb had to say, and it's a fantastic interview, Eric Mutter has that article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Wrestling Inc. is also reporting at this hour, if you're a big collector of action figures, Mattel is releasing WWE No Holds Barred exclusive sets. Find out more information about that. Mattel has partnered with WWE for an action figure two-pack commemorating the No Holds Barred movie at the San Diego Comic-Con in 2022. The Nostalgia Pack 2 feature has both protagonist Rip Thomas, played by Hulk Hogan, and the villainous Zeus, played by the late Tiny Lister. Now, each figure comes with a swappable heads, multiple sets of hands, and other respective in-ring attire. In addition to the respective belts, both figures are packaged in a retro replica of the film's VHS release. And some people who are younger might not know what VHSs are, but they were a thing at one time. The Hulk Hogan Zeus No Hole Bards Limited Edition 2-Pack is available at Comic-Con starting on Jan July the 20th and will be available online starting on July 22nd at noon at MattelCreations.com. For more information about this, Wrestling Inc. has more trending right now. Goldberg may be making a little bit more news. Goldberg makes a surprise pick to who may win the big WWE SummerSlam match. Now, as many people know, the success of Goldberg not only happened in WCW in the 90s, but it continued over into WWE, where Goldberg has been a multi-time world champion. Is he going to come back to the ring at some point?
point in time, or is he just going to stay on the sidelines? Goldberg recently joined the NFL Network's Good Morning Football to talk about his days on the gridiron and then his days in the ring. With SummerSlam being less than two weeks away, the former World Heavyweight Champion was asked to give his predictions on the main event, which is going to be happening of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. He's going to say this, I gotta go Brock, Goldberg said. You never know what's going to happen when Brock gets in the ring, with anybody, let alone Roman. We've seen a couple of times before, but no matter how many times you've seen those two go at it, it's always going to be something new, something very exciting. Now, Reigns and Lesnar last faced one another at WrestleMania 38 when Reigns came out victorious and he unified the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship in the process. Reigns won the fight clean, but Goldberg says that Lesnar has a reputation of unpredictability that may just happen to work in his favor. With more information on this, continue following Wrestling Inc. as they will have more information on this news. Jesse Ventura is making news today. Dominic D'Angelo is writing at this hour. Jesse Ventura names the person he enjoyed wrestling the most. Jesse Ventura is a longtime retired pro wrestler, but there's some individuals who he's happy to still see and discuss and talk about. Now, Ventura joined Chris Jericho on the latest edition of Talk is Jericho podcast, and the body received an opportunity to talk about his body of work in the ring. Now, during their conversation, Jericho asked Ventura about his favorite opponent that he's ever competed in the ring with, and he said one word, Chico, who stood out to him. Ventura mentioned how he was finally able to have a conversation with him because of COVID-19, and he ran into some wrestlers that he really enjoyed working with. Without naming a single match, I simply said, Tito Santana was my favorite person I ever was in a wrestling match with, Ventura said. I don't know if you know this, but Tito has written a book. He gave me a copy, and the reason why I'm so touched by the book is because the title of the book is called Don't Call Me Chico. While many wrestling fans might recognize the term, in the case, it's nothing to do with Razor Ramon. In fact, it was originally coined by Jesse Ventura as a commentator when it was referring to Tito Santana. With more information on this and the history between the two, Dominic D'Angelo has this article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Dominic D'Angelo is also writing in this hour, could Kip Sabian finally be returning to AEW action on Dynamite? Dominic D'Angelo is writing, Kip Sabian has been a major mystery to wrestling fans over the course of the past year, but he's the guy in the audience that has a box on his head. Now, he got vocal on social media before Dynamite's Fighter Fest taking place, and Sabian took a moment to poll fans about the show. Tonight, AEW in Duluth, what would you think? Who do you think's going to be there live. Are you going to be there? You're going to be watching from home. He also teased a photo of himself with his box over his head saying underrated or maybe not. For more information on this, continue following Wrestling Inc. because they will have more information on when we may see Kip Sabian back in the ring. Ric Flair teases Ashley getting involved in the backstage at his last match. Dominic D'Angelo is writing at this hour, Ric Flair teases Ashley, also known as Charlotte Flair, getting involved backstage during his last match. Wrestling legend Ric Flair and Jeff Jarrett have had a very interesting week. It was revealed during Monday Night Raw that Flair would team up with his son-in-law Andrade El Idolo to face fellow WWE Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett alongside Ring of Honor and AEW star Jay Lethal for his final fight. Now we finally know the competitors. It's natural to expect some drama between them to lead up to the StarCast 5 event. Ric Flair's last match, which once again will be taking place on July the 31st. In the latest episode of To Be The Man, Co-host Conrad Thompson revealed that Jarrett, on his own podcast, called El Idolo a curtain jerker. Now, in a quote, that doesn't get under my skin, but man, has Andrade heard that line yet? 
Well, you'll be hearing that line, Flair said. You'll hear it today, Thompson replied. And that's not only what Ric Flair's last match will be. It'll be Jeff Jarrett's last match, Flair laughed, considering the trouble Jarrett had gotten himself into when he was disrespecting Andrade. For more information on all of this, regarding Flair's last match, Dominic D'Angelo has this trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Dominic D'Angelo is also writing in this hour, Bailey is hinting at a return to WWE NXT. Now, could fans be in store for Bailey returning to WWE? but with the NXT brand. A recent tweet by the star teased just that much. On last night's episode of NXT, the freshly heel-turned Cora Jade had pulled off the best Medusa impersonation when she dropped one half the Tag Team Women's Championships in the trash. Bailey caught wind of this move, and this is what she had to say on social media. Guess I have more work to do. Now, Jade turned her back on Roxanne Perez to close out the episode on July's 12th episode of NXT. While her partner was competing against Mandy Rose for the NXT Women's title. Jade took the belt. She would trash it seven days later, and then she nailed Perez with it on the outside, which will set up the star's to feud. With more information on this and Bailey's return, continue following Dominic D'Angelo and more information on Wrestling Inc. Ross Berman is writing in at this hour about Jake Roberts. Jake Roberts recalls Mr. Perfect putting Vince McMahon in a submission hold back in the day. Vince McMahon likes to wrestle and he likes to cause some mayhem. On a recent episode of the DDP Pit Snake podcast, Roberts told a story about one night when McMahon and a cavalcade of superstars broke into the Nature Boy Ric Flair's hotel room and made a mess of things. They spread out the beds and they started shooting on each other, Roberts began. Mr. Perfect ended up fighting Vince McMahon in the hotel room. Now, according to Roberts, Perfect locked Vince in a crossface. Vince wouldn't give up, so Perfect grinds even harder. Meanwhile, Perfect was apparently wearing a Rolex, so it just happened that it got right across Vince's ear. And about the third time he drove it into him, blood shot across the room. Over the hotel walls, the group of wrestlers and McMahon apparently broke into Flair's minibar, leaving the Nature Boy with a $600 bill. It was quite a day, Jake said. Roberts arrived at the scheduled television the next day, and it was a ghost town, he said. Nobody was there. McMahon is said to have showed up at 4 p.m. with a great big thing on his ear. His ear had been broken in half, Roberts said in disbelief. I guess it was a bad night in San Antonio. For more information on what he had to say, Ross Berman has this article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. That's going to do it for the main headlines today on Wednesday, July the 20th, 2022. If you're enjoying this podcast, remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to get all the information on everything that's happening in the world of wrestling. It's a free podcast available anywhere you get your podcasts. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and we will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. The world of NLW Radio never stops.